0: And we're back. For those of you just joining in, it's SMR's Top 151 Upcoming Bands of the Year. Brought to you by Vatech Incorporated SMR. The brand name for a desperate podcaster who are trying to get their lives together and are trying to release podcasts every week on time.
1: The next band we'll be highlighting is known by some as Blackstone, but known to the rest of the world as Blast. With their signature look, amazing sound, and the throaty sublime vocals of Osaki Nana, this band will definitely be going places. Before we go any further, may I remind our audience that this podcast contains adult language, mature situations, the punk rock lifestyle, love obsessed young women, insane roommates, cheating boyfriends, and the number
0: seven. Listener discretion is advised. The devil's number. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Spirken Manga Review, the podcast for providing information and reviews about connected enhanced narratives, specifically manga. You can listen to any of our other earlier podcasts at www.spirken.com. You can email us at gmail.com or me at zanspirken.com. We also have two other podcasts, the Spirken Game Review and the Spirken Movie Review. All of this can be found at spirken.com and also on our Twitter account. Uh, for any other information or questions, well, leave comments and concerns. Yes. So, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Spy Ark and Mon Review. I'm your host, Zahn. Again, I know I'm reiterating just a little bit, but whatever the fuck you're up to. It's late. It's around 12 o'clock at night, just about. give you ever take just a little bit? Yeah, and, well, as you can guess, I'm here with a guest, but we'll talk about that in a moment. We're back, and this person who's joining me is a new co-host, possibly. We'll see how it works out. Maybe she'll stay. Maybe she'll do. I kind of bribed her into doing this because I'm desperate. I needed help, and I begged and pleaded. And also because I'm kind of covering my asshole, because of the fact, originally I recorded this with J.D. Banks, or at Jaredelle who is from Anime3000, she also has a website, jadescape.wordpress.com. She's actually living the fucking dream. She lives in Japan, she has a life there, and she's from America, so it's awesome. And I recorded this with her. And what happened was, through the power of the internet and a small mischievous boy, I lost it to the ether. So that podcast has been lost forever. I highly recommend checking out Jade's website. Remember Jadeescape.wordpress.com. I'll leave the link in the show notes. She's, a, you know, it was a really cool conversation. We talked about the m- uh, manga, about life in Japan, and all this stuff. It was a wonderful podcast, but it's fucking gone.
1: That's a shame. Now you're stuck with me.
0: Yeah, uh, well, for those yes, we have a new guest host who I begged to please, as I just said. And don't worry about it. So, what should we call you? Should we call you the mysterious one? mysterious.
1: Well, I do like those, but I think we should just go with Ayla. Something nice and simple.
0: Ayla works also, and if you've ever played Chrono Trigger, she's one of the best characters ever, even though she doesn't use magic, because she's from before magic was created.
1: I've never played that, but <gasps> I have played Skyrim. How you
0: never played Chrono Trigger? It's the greatest RPG I don't ever. I know.
1: I was probably playing Final Fantasy at the time. Over and over. Hey, at
0: least we, wait, you like 8, that's right.
1: I do. 8 oh. is my favorite. 8 is
0: not. 8 I is is
1: Listen, I know everybody hates eight, but that was the That
0: f- card system sucked.
1: <laughs> I love I was really good at those cards. Yeah. I could kick anyone's ass
0: in that card game. Yes, yeah, so officially so before we get started, what is your geek cred?
1: Well, um I really love Game of Thrones. I love fantasy novels and movies, and I like comic books and uh and That's it. <laughs> I love Spirited Away. Hey. It's My favorite. Hey, it works. As long as you
0: like a musician, we are awesome and good. <laughs> uh, so I guess we should get going a little bit. I mean, I could read some of our big email that we have in the. I could read some of our emails, but I don't think that's a good idea. So I think we should just get on with it. Shouldn't we just get on with it? Because, well, it's midnight.
1: It is midnight.
0: It's midnight. It's turned into Wednesday. And. It's like the witching time. The like, coolest time, I think, is actually the day when it switches backwards and forwards in time. Because you kind of go backwards in time. Like, I have to repeat the last hour I fucked up.
1: I only like the day that we go backwards in time because then I get an extra hour of sleep. Yeah. And when you work at five in the morning, you'll take every hour you can get.
0: It's, but it's it's worse when you work an overnight and you go back an hour because you means you work nine hours. You only get paid for eight.
1: Well, I don't have to worry about that, so that's not my problem. (laughs) Well,
0: I do in in my real job, but I digress. So, if you remember from the last episode of the Spark and Manga Review, I spun that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga, and it dictated unto me that I'd be reviewing an interesting manga actually written by someone we talked about years ago. And it was written by someone who we reviewed all the way back in episode... Eight of the podcast way back when Mason was still a part of the podcast, and it's a manga. Which how would you describe the manga exactly? What what type of manga would you say it is?
1: It seems to be just a regular like romance slash drama with a little bit of comedy, maybe.
0: Yeah, and it's a little slice of lifey because it is following two characters as they go through their lives, and it's got a lot of tragedy in it, which is kind of depressing and sad and fucked up. But it's what it is. There's also a live-action movie, actually two of them. A live-action TV series, an anime series, and a video game. Which for those of you who've read the manga, you're like, how the fuck is there a video game? But there is apparently a video game, which is fucking bizarre. But again, we digress. It was released by uh, Shuisha and it's serialized in Cookie Magazine. Released over here by Viz. They're re-releasing it again. There's 21 volumes, and it came out in 2000, and it's currently on hiatus because of the fact that the creator, Aieizawa is deathly ill right now, and we don't know if she's coming back yet. She got really sick in 2010, she just hasn't come back to work, so unfortunately we don't know where it's going to go on. It's actually caught up over here, but the series ended on kind of a very fucked up cliffhanger, so the fans hope it comes back or else, well, you know, it's going to end at this really shitty point and you're like, I don't know, where's it's going? That would be a shame. And the manga we're reading is Paradise Kiss, no, wait, no it's not Paradise Kiss, It is... Nana. Yes. The word for seven. And... How can we describe what Nana is about? Um... How would you describe... Just in one sentence, what would you describe it about?
1: The relationship between two girls who become friends who are pretty opposite of each other?
0: That works. That works. Exactly. It's about two girls. One is named... Komatsu Nana, and the other one is named Osaki Nana. And they are two girls who are from two completely different tracks of life. Um, and how would you describe Nana Komatsu?
1: Uh, she seems to be a little bit idealistic, comes from a pretty good family, with a good childhood. Has a little bit of a idealistic way of looking at things, and um, seems to really, really want to be in love and going so far as to fall in love with just about every guy she sees. I don't really know how else to describe her, quite honestly.
0: Well she's a very endearing character. I like the fact that later on they tell everyone says that she's like a dog. She's like a puppy. She wants all the attention. She loves being around people and she wants everyone to give her attention yet
1: makes sense.
0: She just kinda is out there. She is very dynamic, though. She just will get a job. She's not someone just like, oh, I'm gonna let shit happen to me. She's gonna try her best to get stuff to work. Like, she goes out there and looks for a job. If she gets fired, she'll pick up another job a week later. She works hard. She's dumb, but she's not. And, on the other hand, we have Osaki Nana. Now, she's a girl who's from the exact reverse of the other Nana. She doesn't know who her father is. Her mother pretty much abandoned her to her grandmother because she was a whore. I'm like, I got knocked up. I'm going to leave this world with her grandmother and do whatever the fuck I want. And so she's from a broken home. She's stressed out like, And she's the current lead singer to a band called Blackstone, or Blast for short. And named after a fictional brand of cigarettes from this series, which almost everyone smokes. It's pretty cool. And she's the lead vocalist, and she's amazing, and she lives with her boyfriend who she loves to death, named Ren, who's the bassist of the band, and they've been together since she was 16. And long story short, Ren gets offered a gig with this band in Tokyo called Trapnest, or Tranist, and he leaves, and she had the choice to either go with him and be Little Miss Homemaker, or she could try to be on her own and become an awesome rock star on her own. What would you choose if you had the option of being with the guy you love? I
1: would hope that I would choose to further my own career if I had an opportunity like that.
0: And that's what she does. She decides to further her own career in, a, in two years in the future. And Nana also, she meets a guy after all this horrible crap happens, and he goes to Tokyo. And she says, in two years, I'll go to Tokyo as well. So now let's zoom forward two years later. Two years later, Nana Osaki has enough money to go to Tokyo to make her dreams come true. So she gets on a train that's going to go to Tokyo and it's in the middle of winter. Next, Nana Komatsu, she gets an email from her boyfriend, who says, I got into college. So she just drops her shit, grabs some suitcases, and leaves. doesn't tell her parents, she leaves like a little note, like, says, "Going to Tokyo, bye, see you, and she just leaves. And as fate would have it. Both of them end up on the train together, and they meet each other in the middle of a storm. the storm. Because the train is stuck, and she's looking for a place to sit, because she's not going to stand for five hours. And she sees a big guitar case, asks, can I sit here? And they kind of become friends. But then, after the train gets to the station, Nana's boyfriend shows up. So Nana Komatsu kind of is like goes runs her boyfriend, and Nana Osaki just walks away. So Nana Komatsu is like, oh look, I met a... Did I just dream that? And so she ends up moving in with the boyfriend, who's kind of weirded out by the situation, but he's not really, he's kind of like, whatever, I'm just here, I'm just a man, I'm just, you know, I'm living with this girl who's like, acting like my wife, and she's awesome, but eventually she gets the idea in her head, that because he seems kind of weirded out, that he's not happy she's there. So she figures out, I'll move out, get my own place, and life will be in will be together still. Now, how do you think that worked out for Shoji? The fact that she says, I'm gonna move out. I just caught here. I'm moving out.
1: Well, I think he was probably kinda of blindsided by that and uh you know, she pretty much went and did something just from her own perception of you know the relationship, and without even saying anything to him, I guess.
0: Yeah. Which, this leads down a spiral to everything going to hell for them, but... This, I
1: would imagine so. That's a pretty big move to take without even talking to your significant other.
0: But first she moves in without telling him. She moves in and says, I'm here, I'm gonna stay with you for a little bit, and then when she decides to move by, like, you can move in and live with me, I'll let you live in with me. Oh, I didn't
1: realize she moved in without telling him.
0: Yeah, it's kind of both parts. It's like, she moves in without telling him, and then she just is like, whatever. So it's kind of a mess both ways. It's a mess both ways, but she decides to move out. She meets this realtor, this old man, who says, I have a place It's relatively cheap. You can afford it. It's about 70,000 yen, so 700 bucks a month. It's on the waterfront. It's a nice area. So she moves there. She goes to move there. Opens the door. There's another realtor in there. This kind of knows what the fuck? And who's with the realtor?
1: The other Nana?
0: Yes. And then like, oh my god, I know you! I don't know who the fuck you are. You seriously? No, I know who she is. She's just, she's crazy. So they end up moving in together to sa- save on rent, because 350 is a lot better to pay than 700 a month. Yeah. But for the apartment, I would pay 700 for that apartment, apartment. It's a nice apartment on the waterfront.
1: Even well, yeah. Though,
0: even though it's on the seventh floor. That's alright. And the room number is 707. So they end up moving in together and its hilarity ensues, because Nana becomes like a goofy for the band, even, and her life is solely, you know, she's trying to get her shit together while making friends, the other Nana is solely building her poor and is kind of depressed by the fact that Ren is still in, her, you know, there's images of Ren everywhere, because Trapness is like the number one band, and all this crazy shit happens. We could go further into it, but we're not going to, but... If you had to compare the two characters, what do you say? What do you think about the whole? Well, first I want to know what do you think about the art design for the series?
1: Um, I want to say it's average. I mean, again, I don't have a whole lot of experience with manga,
0: but I mean, from what you've seen, from,
1: from what I've seen, I would say it's maybe a little above average. It has some nice detail in it, and the you know the characters look pretty nice. I think
0: personally, I think that the characters are drawn. They're kind of realistic as opposed to most manga, but more importantly than that, with most Aiaizawa stuff, the clothes is insanely elaborate. It's not just the character wears just a green shirt with, you know, this a generic shirt with a red pattern on it. No, no, no. They wear a flowery, big, or like, you know, a suit that's all multicolored, or they wear just boas and other crazy shit everywhere. Like, I'm expecting... Uh, George to just walk across the (laughs) screen—it's just crazy shit. It's just—it's bizarre, but also very.
1: There is definitely a lot of attention to
0: detail with the clothing. Yeah, the clothing is outstanding in the series. Character design—you can tell who's who, which is good. That's Um, always a plus. One of the members of Blast, Nobu, looks just kind of crazy, but um, Yazu, the leader of Blast, looks awesome. I don't care what I'm with. he looks awesome with his, his bald head and sunglasses. He looks like a Bond <laughs> villain. And he's pretty, just badass. Um, the nanas, you can tell them apart, but they're designed to be completely different. One is light-haired and very flowery and typical shoujo girly. and the other one essentially looks like a man. She's got the punk rock, you know, Sid and Nancy look going for her.
1: I don't know if I'd go so far as to say she looks like a man, but she, you know, definitely looks a little more boyish than...
0: Short hair, and also the fact that she kisses a girl on that point. Well. That made me think of, I kiss the girl. Lesbians do that too, they're not men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. Anyway. The story is, is really cool. I've gotten pretty far in it. How far do you get?
1: Not very far. Still pretty early in.
0: I'm just trying to figure out where it's going to go because it just got, where I just got to, it's just Nana, well we'll call her Hachi, who is the Nana who's the, 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 the I love love, she just is getting herself in fucking trouble and you're just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I can see that. Because it's like she ends up sabotaging, you look back, she sabotages every relationship she had. I mean, everyone, she is the problem.
1: Well, I would go so far as to say that. Her simple choice of man is already sabotaging the relationship. She picks men that are totally incompatible with her.
0: No, but like, uh, okay, slight spoilers. Shoji cheats on her because of the fact that he says that one, she doesn't- she just looks for her, what she wants, and just completely forgets about him. He wants to see her and she's constantly going out, but I mean, on the other hand, the girl he cheats on her with knows he has a girlfriend, and says, oh, I know you have a girlfriend, but don't leave me, don't... And he just kind of...
1: Well, that's ultimately, and I know that there's going to be a lot of debate about this, but ultimately, in my opinion, that's his responsibility to not cheat. The other girl, the other guy, like, I don't hold them as responsible as I do the one that's actually in the relationship.
0: But, but... But Hachi, that's really going off on a tangent. But Hachi could've fixed it. She could have. It's like, you know, you don't pay attention to the guy who's doing stuff for you and wants to marry you and be with you and whatnot. Like,
1: oh oh no. yeah, no, that's that's another part of it. Is that, you know, if he's completely unhappy in the relationship, first of all, he should just, you know, there should be a lot more communication in these relationships here, I think. He tries
0: on Hachi, just like, whatever. I well, then he anything.
1: should communicate enough to say, look, this isn't working for me. It's over before he goes off with another woman. But, you know.
0: And and, uh, other Nana, she just... I like the fact that they compare her to, like... uh, There's a quote in the Mario which works great, which is essentially... uh, It goes, if I'm reading it right, it goes... I came from a broken home, so the one thing I do want is I want to live in a happy home. Before I do that, I have... Before I think my dreams come true, I have to do something. She is willing to put her love, her caring, to the side in order to get her goals.
1: It's admirable.
0: It's admirable. It's sad because she gets really, it's like you seal. Well, it is sad. Through.
1: If all she wants is a happy home and that's what she's putting aside in order to follow her dreams, then.
0: Yeah, it's it sad. Is sad. It's like her dreams are. She wants fame and recognition, but she doesn't want to get what she really wants. Mm-hmm. And from what I heard from some of the the end of the series, mm-hmm. it's really like, that's just... Well one isn't worth it mm. if it's not yeah. It's tough to answer. But, either way, we could go further on into the story. It's a series I think you have to read it now. For those of you who don't know, we have a 5-point rating system with our lowest rating being, which is have a priest purify it, and then burn it and we piss on the ashes. To our highest rating, which is really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't buy this right now, you're, sorry, your blood will dry, your brain will freeze, and your soul will be grade Greats all will go ha ha Mwahahahaha. little Palazzo. And between them we have a couple other ratings, and for this manga, what would you give this?
1: Well, again, I haven't read much of it, but if I was to rate... Solely what I've read so far, I would honestly have to give it the uh, right in the middle. A gift from your crazy Aunt Muriel. Okay, but forgettable.
0: You know, it's, it's, that's an admirable rating. It means it's right in the middle, not too good, not too bad. I surprisingly going to go with the one which everyone says is my catch all, but I think it's an interesting manga, and I think it's, it doesn't jump the sharp too much, because the characters do age well. And that is going to be Borrow from a Friend and Don't Return unless offered Ponky. It's worth your time. It's pretty good. I mean, there's some issues, but uh, the good kind of outshines it. It's worth it. It's pretty fun.
1: You know, I don't think I've ever had hockey. <gasps> we,
0: we must. We, Isn't that run, awful. we must rectify this soon. We really must rectify this. Definitely. Um,
1: I've heard so much about it.
0: We have to rectify this soon. Um, but anyway, we could go on and on like the song on and on, on and, and on. on, and on. <laughs> but, um, we're going crazy slowly, and it's been it's been quite some time, it's pretty late, it's getting there. Um, before we do finish, um, I do have to say this, for the anime, the music is amazing. It's inspired so many bands to, to, to write stuff based on blast work and from Trap Nest. I highly recommend downloading it, there's some really cool songs in the anime and in the live action movie in the background you would notice I've been playing most of it and at the end I'm literally going to just play like three songs as opposed to doing a stinger just so you can get the whole vibe of this series because it is really cool and the blast just goes crazy with their music and there's also a rendition of uh, Anarchy in the UK that's pretty good it's not as good as Sid would do but it's pretty badass (laughs) um so I guess I think that's it for this episode. I think, yeah, you think that's it? I got nothing. Yeah, so, uh, yes, it's it for this episode. Oh, wait, there's that one part. for. what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only. The. We- Except no substitute. Now what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with ten slots on it. What we've done is we've assigned a manga to each of the ten slots, and what we're going to do is we're going to spin that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga, when our number lands, and that's what we reviewing in the next episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review.
1: Okay, makes sense.
0: Yes. so that's what I would do. Why don't you spin it, and we'll see what are reviewing in the next episode. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's a little better. What's the number?
1: Number ten.
0: Cool. So, next episode we're going to be reviewing a manga by... Minene Sakurano, and it is very pink. And big. Yeah, two volumes for the price of one. And, so, I guess, and, oh god, it is just a copy <laughs> of Ah oh My Goddess, but with a moon lady. And there's a midget, and a tank, and a dryad, apparently. So, I guess in the next episode of this fucking manga review, we're reviewing a manga called Mamone, Mama, Mamot- Mamot-
1: Mamot- Mamot-
0: uh, ah, which is about the moon. So I guess it's like this episode, so
1: Good night.
0: Yes, have a good night everyone. <laughs> Hope you enjoy.